Welcome to the Infernal Schoolhouse Podcast, Explosions at Five. I'm Brian. And I'm Aaron. And today on the podcast, we're joined by special guests, Courtney and Lycan from Live Play Stream Dungeons and Divergence. New friends, welcome so much to the show. We're thrilled to have you on. It is great to be here. Honestly, yes. we were, yeah, we were excited. very excited for this. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll even start with a comment to you. The, uh, the little skit that you all put on, I thought was yeah, wonderful yeah. <laughs> and quirky and quite great timing from a comedic standpoint as well. So nice I job. Tried. Uh, that, I tried. That, that, <laughs> just, that is just exactly how we live our lives. Yeah, it really as is. As people who never don't see each other. It's just how we yeah. live our lives on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So for well, our those listeners, came in on time too. Yeah, no, those are great, and they look good too. Like the fashion sense he got there, so it's good. Pretty so good. pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll launch into just some introductions. Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves, and then kind of how you came to be chatting with us today? Yeah, I mean, do you want first? You want me to? No, that's why we'll do you. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm Courtney, obviously. Well, I guess that's not obvious. I'm Courtney. So <laughs> we. Boy, there divergence is in the name for a reason. Um, sure is. <laughs> I am 27, and I've been playing D and D's for a long time. Like my dad played it, obviously in in the 70s, and I played with him, and it was the old school like you roll a dice for your character and that's it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I grew up playing D and D, and I stopped playing D and D for a long time, and then like. Two years ago, I met them. Yeah, and Roughly, they yeah. were they were playing D anD D with a group, and so we started playing. But at the time, I wasn't a DM; I was just a player, and that lasted all of two seconds. I legitimately sat in because I was a I was like a, a show up character, right? Like I was oh, a surprise yeah. character. So I sat in a room for two hours while they played to show up and play for thirty minutes, and then never play that campaign again. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a rough time. It was the dark ages. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I was like, you know what? What if what if I DM? What if what if I what if I get my little fingers in a world and make something myself? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, sure, why not? So yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's the verbatim. I got a lot more insistent after that, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've always been into. So I went to school at Full Sail for computer animation. So I've always been into like cartoons. And, you know, all the uh, fantasy things and writing stories, like it's always creating characters, it's always been a part of my life. So I was like, this seems like, because I was anticipating just writing books, because I, I write anyway. And so I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just try this. Like, it's just like writing, right? But you get a live reaction. It's nothing like that. But it's fine. Amen. Um, I made the same mistake, by the way, when I started too. Nothing, nothing like that at all, actually. So cool. <laughs> but so I decided that I would try it. And I whipped up a world in like, what, three weeks? Two weeks? It was, it yeah, was, it was really it short. Was so for, fast. For as much as you made in that amount of time, it was a very short amount of time. <laughs> and be, because I'm neurodivergent, because I have ADHD, I can't do something halfway if i'm interested in it i have to do the whole thing so i did i made a map for it and everything but so i dm'd for for that the first time ever two years ago and man well you, you dm'd it was you dm the Here. first time about a year ago year and, a half. and i'm here i'm obsessed with it yeah it, i can't stop <laughs> so and then we decided oh let's make a great and so here we are yeah 
Pr- pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. My pronouns are they, them. I have been playing D&D, honestly, not not near as long as her. So I've been playing like roughly outside of high school-ish. They were never great games. They never lasted very long. It was just enough to to get me to like it. And I really started getting into it by watching like Critical Role and watching that for years and years now. But I've never really had like a steady group or a campaign that I've really played with. Uh, but not long after we met each other, uh, I started playing with some mutual friends. Obviously, for not playing with them anymore. But it ca- was the transition of playing with them to her joining, to her being like, I kind of want to DM, be like, do it. You, you should do it. And then now this is where we're at. Much shorter than her whole spiel. I don't have much interesting <laughs> thing to say as the goes. There's um, no time limit. Guess, <laughs> That's right. I guess I could say, like, I'm, I'm also an art student. I'm currently in school right now because I went back to get my degree. I'm doing my, just graphic design for my degree right now. Really into How to Train Your Dragon. So she has ADHD. But I also have ADHD, but I'm also autistic. So that's just oh, like one of my yeah. major hyperfixations is, is How to Train Your Dragon. I have dyslexia. And it's so hard to have ADHD and dyslexia and yeah. be a DM because yeah. I'm freaking <laughs> reading my notes and I'm like, hmm. Like, so in the original campaign, the main, because I always like to slip in a character just to help guide along people, just in case, like, I'm DMing bad and they don't understand what's going on. So I can just slip in the character and be like, it's over here. That's literally never happened, but go on. Anyway, so (laughs) I made a character named Torin in my first campaign. And because I'm so dyslexic, I kept spelling her name wrong. Because originally I named her Kieran. That's not right. But I'm so so dyslexic. I switched the spelling of her name constantly. And so when I went back in my notes when we first started, I was like, "Mm, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Whatever you had originally was disgusting and clearly wrong. Oh, well, okay. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So since we're kind of deep in this topic already, I'd love to hear... And maybe you both can kind of just go in turns and just tell me a little bit about the intersection of D&D and neurodivergence. And this is a newer topic for me to be thinking about. And so I'm just kind of curious the way that you think about it and how you maybe could talk us through it as if we didn't know the first thing, because in my case, that's actually true. Well, if you want to talk about the autism part because i don't have that yeah. i don't have the tism so i can't yeah. but i can talk about the adhd part yeah so at least for me personally one of my things is i hyper fixate really hard on things that i really enjoy so yeah so D became one of those things that i really really enjoy it's because it's good, it's good. <laughs> i really enjoy and i want to put all of my time and all of my energy towards it. Yeah. And I know that I can't, I can't do that. I'm a full-time student, but also like I have to like take care of myself. I can't just play D&D yeah. for 23 hours in a day, every single day, like <laughs> unless, despite me wanting to. <laughs> so that hyperfixation is great because I can get really into like the role play. I love the strategy of combat and like building characters I, I'm in the point where I really like doing unique things with my characters, either with my sub, my races, my classes, 
the way that they do things, their personality. I'm introducing more like mental illnesses into my characters themselves just to kind of give them that mm. kind of wide diversity. Mm, interesting. Um, just because I'm in the point where I, I enjoyed being able to expand my horizons on that. But at the same time with the hypersexation, yeah. it's all I can think about. Yeah. And it's not it's not great for when I need to like take care of myself and, and eat and like take a shower and, and change, be change an actual responsible adult. Have a job and yeah. go to class and it's it's yeah. it has its perks and it has its downsides. That's for absolute certain. Yeah. And I know a lot of that is is very in tandem with ADHD, like because I struggle with I struggle with remembering things that I'm not interested in, but I remember every single tiny little detail about everything that has to do with being yep. ever at all. Yep. So like I'll I'll forget to pay a bill, but don't worry. I'll remember exactly what I need to do for the campaign when it comes up. <laughs> yeah. On session four, I know exactly what that tiny, minute thing I was going to do to Tyrol is. Yeah. I, 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 I know what this specific NPC said yeah. on this specific session. If you ask me this specific question about this specific subclass, I can tell you everything that you need to know. But I forget that my assignments are due all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, there are good parts about it, like like you said. And like for me, since I have ADHD and dyslexia, I have this very creative part of my brain. And so I call myself a modern day bard because I like to write stories. It's kind of the same thing as what bards do. And so I just lie awake at night because I have insomnia because of my ADHD and just think about D&D. Like, that's all I can do is just think and create. Like, I will I will text them multiple times a day within the two weeks span of oh, the time that we don't yeah. play where I'm like, I just came up with like 16 new ideas. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I will literally get all the texts at 3 a.m. going. I just had this so idea. I just had this uh, idea for the campaign and I wake up and I go, oh, oh, no. <laughs> what did you do this time? And the way that relates to to our 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 reality, our world, we are so sucked up into fantasy and it is fantasy, mm. but it's real life to us. Like it's something that we genuinely enjoy. And we know that role playing and our characters are not real. It's just when to us, it's extremely deeply important as it would be if it was a person. And so how it relates to real world reality to other people who are not neurodivergent, they see it as just a board game. You know how like you wouldn't get that mm -hmm. attached to Monopoly. You know, you wouldn't get that attached to Sorry or Uno or anything that you play at like a family gathering. And so for us, when we sit down at the table, we make sure we're there on time. We make sure we already have all of our stuff organized. We have all of our thoughts planned out for like we've thought about it from like from the moment we stopped playing last week to the moment we're playing two weeks from now. You know, like that is what we take it as seriously as we would a job. And most people don't do that. Like anybody who takes it, any it's it's as serious as a job for us. And most people yeah. are just like, this is just like a regular fun game. We get to play casual. Yeah, this is, our, this is our hangout thing. And like you said, <laughs> how you introduce mental illnesses to it. Like it's very, it's like if you sat down and watched a movie and you took it very seriously, like, you know. And so when we play with people who are not generally, generally, who are not neurodivergent, they don't have the same adaptation to it yeah. as we do and so mm -hmm. they're just like i'm gonna be here for an hour and we're like no no this is a six hour dedication time <laughs> you gotta clock in and clock out like <laughs> there is also the aspect that i personally i'm really fascinated in 
because I'm also, oh yeah, I'm also a LARPer. So I do that whole aspect of the role playing as well. Mm -hmm. But the, the whole aspect of being able to figure out problems and learn social dynamics in the safe environment of role play. Mm-hmm. Something that's so helpful for so many people that I know and yes. myself. And I, I find that really interesting how role play could be so diverse mm-hmm. depending on the kind of scenario that you're in, the kind of person you're playing, the people that mm-hmm. you're playing with, and how it can help you then in turn learn how to deal with problems in your real life. It gives you more confidence. Yeah. You right. know how to react in certain situations. You understand people in a, on a broader spectrum a lot better than you could before just mm-hmm. because you're, you're stepping you're into... You're more diverse people. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're stepping into a completely different person aside from yourself. Or maybe it is someone exactly like yourself and that is how you choose to navigate this a new scenario. safe world where you can learn how to process these kind of situations in a way that you can then utilize later on and feel more confident in yourself and what you're doing. Yeah, it's great. I find uh, that so interesting. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it makes me think about, I think kind of a question I would tack onto it because I myself have ADHD. So I understand the ups yeah. and downs of that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So yes. I guess I would just ask the both of you what your advice would be for people who are neurodivergent in either being good DMs or good players at a table. In and how to be a good DM or a good player? Yeah. Want to answer dealing with neurodivergent issues. Like for example, I when I'm doing uh, any DMing, I, I I am very similar. I will hyper fixate on something and then I will take lots of notes. But I have to make sure you that do? I consistently put things on calendars or that I write them down in a way that makes sense to me. That way I can then translate it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So what are some of those things that maybe that you use as a, as a little tool or a tip that you would give? For me personally, as a player, I'm the note taker of the table. I am, if you, if you watch the streams close enough, I am almost constantly writing something down because something has happened and I want to make a note of it. Mm. Someone said something and I want to make a note of it. We we got an item and I want to make a note of it. So that way, A, I remember. B, the players remember. I remember. C, D remembers. Because with DMing, you just improv a lot of things. And so if I'm like, like if they're like, I go into this store and I was like, I was not prepared for you to go into a store at all. was this store's name again? And I flew through my notes and I go, this is what the store's name was. Yeah. Yeah, it's helpful on a lot of different a lot of different <laughs> things. But yeah, as far as like how to be a good player with ADHD or some kind of mental illness, notes are good. You don't have mm. to. Even just like little like secondhand notes of like someone you met that you might think is important, some place you went that you might go again, some item that you got that might become useful later. Even just like little notes like that are really helpful. Just making sure that your space is organized in a way that you can get everything that you need it's all right there you don't have to go searching for it and digging mm-hmm. and and you don't have to like flip through the player's handbook to like find four different things that you need med combat because you you don't have the list of everything that you need right in front of you i personally use dandy beyond for my character sheet because it yeah. has everything listed right there yeah, yes. i don't have to go very far to find something yeah. that i need and it's um, so easy just to search things out it's just really nice yeah really <laughs> it's it's learning how your brain yeah. works and then working with it instead yeah. of against it. Because that's how I am. I like So as a DM, I'm so bad. I can write things down before streams. I can write or sessions. 
I can write things down and my ideas down. I have notes every, everywhere. I have, notes, I have like two different apps on my phone of different notes. Two like, apps? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. It's useful. <laughs> I have like 16 different notebooks because, because of my ADHD. I'm like, I like this notebook all of a sudden right now. We do also because... We had perfect on it. We oh, each yeah. have, we have notebooks for every single one of our characters. And that's how we keep mm. it organized. Yeah. But for, useful, for, but for me, as we a, have a lot of notebooks. For me as a DM, I try not to cut down my hyperfixating because it does help me create such amazing stories mm. and ideas and all that. But because I write all my stuff down in the moment when things are improvised, I don't write them down because I'm so invested in what I'm doing that having somebody... And for me as a DM, I tell everyone ahead of time, like before we ever start sessions, like I have ADHD. There are going to be things that I forget. So if you all are note takers or you are interested in taking notes, please do. Because there are going to be things that I say and don't remember. <laughs> mm -hmm. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. <laughs> but because I have note takers, it does help a lot. And actually things that inspire that idea to write things down for that's usually what I'll go for. So like we specifically have what we call a tome. <laughs> it's the mm -hmm. tome of, of my world. And so it helps because I like it well, and I like ending a divorce. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and it helps promote some type of serotonin in my brain that rewards me mm -hmm. every time I write in it. So when I write in it, it helps remind me to go back to it and be like, oh, I remember my information was in there because it's the tone, because it makes me happy. Like, and so for me to keep all of my information in, that helps out a lot. And then I can, I know to reference it and I don't lose my notes. I think you have some kind of organization system. You won't let me look at it, but I don't know. But <laughs> organization system, sure. So I don't know. I feel like it's you. It's, it's, it's chaos, but I, it makes sense in my brain. <laughs> there yeah. you go. <laughs> That's great. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. No, no. You know, I was just going to add on that one of the things I like doing is to sometimes as a DM change up plot points based upon little things that might happen. Like, for example, earlier when you talked about the NPC you had where you kept um, giving the the different name for them, I, I would have just eventually had that NPC be somebody who's like essentially just different copies from the multiverse showing up with different. Yeah. And that's them. exactly what I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where I'm like, what, like, I've done that so many times where like, and now this is just two separate people. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> suddenly. Hell, I didn't know that. This is how you find out, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I'm telling you what. I'm learning I, stuff today. I think that's right. genius. It's so great. That, that anybody who has ADHD and likes to write stories, be a DM because that will give you such confidence because people will think you're cool for making mistakes. I will also <laughs> yeah. say that. So good. DMs with ADHD or any mental illness. Please take care of yourself. Yeah. The amount mm -hmm. of times that she's been sitting and writing all day long, all day long. And then she looks over and tells me, I feel like crap. What's wrong? I don't know. Am I hungry? I don't know. What to do. I'm like, have you eaten today? Have you drank water? When's the last time you slept? <laughs> yeah. And she just goes. Yeah, that's true. That must be it. That must be it. Please okay, take so, care of yourself. Thank you for that. And I want to ask, a, I guess, a related question. Um, but is there advice that you'd like to share for folks not specifically in this community that want to be supportive or helpful or at least not hinder your ability to um, engage in the hobby? As far as like D&D &D goes? Yeah, yeah if we're thinking about at the table, oh. the D&D &D community. And so, for instance, if and, and I loved, I think Courtney said this, well, one of you said this, that self-identification 
at the beginning, I think would be incredibly helpful. So if I'm in a place where I'm at the table with someone, a DM or a fellow player, they've identified these types of things. And I, I'm genuinely asking this because I, I don't yeah. really know the answer, but what sort of advice could you give me for how to engage with that person to be supportive and, you know, help help them and help help the table have fun? I think I think that is so something we did when we set out to find new players to be able to actually do this with is I had we met everyone individually and then we met everybody together. Because I think it's really important to get a feel of the person, especially if, if you're not used to them, to get to know them, at least on a super basic level, to see how accepting they are of these are kind of the rules that we had, you know, as a basic overview. Right. And then once everybody comes together, you can kind of get a little deeper and be like, so I have ADHD. I lose track of a lot of things like just be patient with me. I want you to correct me if I've forgotten something. Lay it out very basic because I know for some people who are not neurodivergent, they are uncomfortable with kind of being like, hey, you forgot something because they don't want to make us feel stupid. And that is a very, I understand, a very fine line like to correct somebody who you know uh -huh. isn't purposely trying to forget something mm -hmm. and you don't want to make them feel stupid, especially if they're DMing. Like some people are very serious about the way they DM and they don't like to be interrupted, blah, blah, blah. But I know for me, like, I'm just very plain with it. Like, please tell me you got okay. the name wrong. That's not how you say it. Or, you know, remember, you didn't you you didn't say it that way last time or we weren't in that store. We actually started this way. I think actually the last time I tried to do my recap, I had skipped forward a little bit in the recap. Yeah, Patrick I was like, actually, one of us, I think, was like, now actually yeah. this happened and then and, this and happened and then that. For happened. me, it's it's a lot easier if somebody's just natural with it if somebody's just like a, like it's a natural conversation where they're like well actually remember this happened you know so it's just kind of knowing yourself and what makes you comfortable mm. in the environment because i know for me i was really nervous about dming for new people because i didn't want them to know i didn't want to mess up i didn't want to be bad and with me being yeah. having adhd and dyslexia i was really nervous like i'm going to pronounce some things wrong sometimes sorry like <laughs> but i'm just very open with that and being like tell me correct me you know i want to be correct and just be gentle like it's it's really not that hard just to be nice gentle and yeah. also along with that because it's not something that i'm personally affected by but like me and most of the people at the table are are specific to an idea and they're the only one that's different to that right so they have pronouns right. nobody else really goes by that right mm -hmm. but not really yeah. And so it's not something that we're used to. We're used to being assigned at birth what we are, right? And mm -hmm. so it's just natural for us to say what we see. And so I think it's also really important to be kind to people and forgiving to people who do mess up about things, like how you were with Patrick, you know? So it's just kind of easier to, to know the people beforehand and be like, hey, as long as we all are nice and we know we disagree on some things or... I know that you're different than I am, but let's just all, as an overview, have a general kindness to each other. We all just want to play DMD. Like, yeah. if we mess up on something, we mess up on something. Yeah. Like, if I forget something, I forget it. <laughs> and mm. then I'll probably remind you. And then, except, okay, the difference is, and we're mean to each other. <laughs> that is the difference. <laughs> we've, we've, we've literally, I don't, 
I can't think of aside from when I when I went on that trip that one time. I don't think I don't think we've ever spent. I don't. Time, we spend too much time together at this point. It's it's too much time. But should we have separated you? Should we have separated you for this interview? Probably that was that, for your sanity. That's yeah. Like on stream, I'm pretty sure I, you told me to shut up once. Yeah, yeah. And I'm well sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that's different though. Yeah. Going back to the whole neurodivergent thing, and also kind of going off something I said earlier. If you are someone who is is neurotypical and interacting with a neurodivergent person, just learning how their brain works mm-hmm. can make things so much easier for both parties. It's it's really it it sounds simpler than it is, but it's really it really is that simple. You just learn how their brain works, how the things that they do and how they function, Mainers. and then work with it instead of being like, no, we're doing things this way. And if you don't do it this way, then we're going to have a problem. Kind of like how we told you all we're going to go off on tangents. Yeah. And obviously I'm doing it right now. Like I'm noticing that I'm talking so much and for so long and it embarrasses me. But like we have being to. able to to tell you guys like we go off on tangents. We're so sorry. Like and just being like, that's OK. Like we'll just we'll just steer you along naturally like that. Yeah, that makes us feel comfortable that. to go off on tangents. And then you will be like, and we're back on tro- topic. Yeah. Like. <laughs> That's very helpful. Thank you for yeah. answering that question for me. I think I think that's a solid advice too about just trying to understand other people. And I think it's interesting too, you know, the, the great advances they've made in understanding neurodiversity and yeah. and kind of what that means. And I thought about this the other day. I don't know if you're familiar with Tiny Tim, the musician at all. Um, yes. Yes. I okay. So yeah. I, I thought about this as a kid watching Tiny Tim play and just kind of thinking it was silly and funny and laughing at it. But then I go back and I watch it now. I watched it the other day and I was like, wow, this is definitely somebody who's neurodivergent. Oh, and he's oh, just like oh, yeah. the butt of the joke for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was like yeah. no no understanding about this man's art right. and brain and everything else around yeah. him. And I yeah. and I, I think that we're at a greater place now in society where we can ask those questions and have mm-hmm. those conversations. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, yeah. that's officially our first Tiny Tim reference on the podcast. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Tiny Tim. Remind me of that end of this dream. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so two more questions, uh, and then we'll wrap it up here. So the first one is: we're going to start a Monster of the Week stream pretty soon in March. And curious, since you're such uh, you know experts at streaming now, if you'll give it a watch and give us your notes on oh, how yeah, we're doing yeah, it. absolutely, <laughs> yeah, for sure, excellent, cool. And then, is there anything that you wanted to have us ask you that you want to talk about, or anything that you just want to talk about? Oh, see, that's such a bad question because I can think of anything. Yeah. I can think of nothing. <laughs> that's that's really a loaded question, and also it sure is. Fast forward five hours, still talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I could, I'll, I'll message you a letter later and be like, I had so many questions. That yeah, like I could think of anything on on the on the call, and now I've thought of like twenty different things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, not not really. I know, I know that if if you're playing with people that you don't think would be dedicated, just try it. Because oh, one yeah. of the one of got to that part. One of the ways. players that I that I that we have, Patrick. I actually have known him since I was like twelve or thirteen. Mm. We haven't talked in like ten years, and then I just posted on Facebook that I wanted some players to play with, and he was like, "Hey, what's up? I'm forever DM. Yeah, I'm gonna play." And I was like, "I don't know how this is gonna go." And he showed up, <laughs> and he whipped out a character and just yeah. smoothly glued. Yeah, that like, that I was that my was story crazy. Just just give him a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't both. I guess both. Honestly, in game and out of game, don't be afraid to take risks. Yeah, like it make it makes mm-hmm. for such a good story. I it makes such a good story. 
Don't be afraid to role play. Don't Do be afraid to role play. I know it's awkward. I know it's awkward mm-hmm, if you're not mm-hmm. used to it. I get it. Trust me. LARPing is also incredibly yeah. awkward because you're actually like <laughs> rest is the person. But Don't be afraid to role play. It's so much fun. It can completely change the game. Completely so, change the it's game. So fun. It's so good. Like some people get really nervous about it and they're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't want to be silly. I don't want to be made fun. I was absolutely that person. Like, I'm not going to role play. That's weird. I'm uncomfortable with myself. I'm uncomfortable with this person. I'm not going to do this. That's I don't I don't know how. And then you kind of just you practice a little bit and you practice a little more and then it gets a little easier and a little easier. And it just it completely opens up the world in front of you. Yeah. And some of the best moments we've had by, with playing with each other came from purely role-play moments. Yeah. No combat, no no DM guidance. It was purely character-on-character role-play. And yeah. that's some of the best moments that we've had with and, each other. And you can get silly with it. Like, I, Avery, yeah. the character I'm playing now yeah. is the stupidest character I've ever played. And he's got a ridiculous yeah. accent. He's five foot. Like, he's he's a yeah, joke he's but that doesn't mean person. that you can't also have serious moments with them i think sam regal is an obvious answer to that question yeah <laughs> also like marlo and lowell yeah. like lowell i've never played a low intelligence character before i, I didn't know how to pretend to be stupid the first time i played it those <laughs> characters had the best role play dynamic that we have ever had with characters because <laughs> it ended up turning from an i hate you you're so annoying get out of my face to that's my sibling and i'm gonna do everything i can to protect them yeah it was so good <laughs> dandy's awesome everybody should try it at least Everyone's once like, yeah. uh if you don't like it then i don't know what's wrong with you clearly we're the same <laughs> 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 that's right. That's that's its own diagnosis if you don't like D and D. I guess it's so <laughs> Well, Courtney Lichen, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been wonderful speaking with you, and we're thrilled to consider you uh, friends of the show for sure. We've had a great time. Absolutely, yeah. And thank you, dear friends, for spending time with us this week. Please check us out on our Instagram or at our website, infernalschoolhouse.com. Oh, and we sell stuff on Etsy too. And as we mentioned, we are beginning our Monster of the Week live stream on Monday, March 4th. Are you scared? Because we are. Bye, everybody. Thank you.